Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. It's not my real name. That's my pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. On the way home from a meeting recently, I stopped at a gas station near my house, and I immediately flashed back to 2013 when I had about five years sober, had my kids in the car, and I almost punched a guy. <laughs> it was an eye-opening moment for me because it was... It was the first time I really felt pure rage since I had stopped drinking and drugging, and I just didn't live my life like that anymore. And even though I had a pretty strong program at the time, I still got sucked right into it. So bear with me. Let me cook a little bit here. This story is pretty long, and it gets me <laughs> pretty riled up. So anyway, here goes. Um, took my kids to the beach for for the day by myself. It was like uh, I was trying to be a good dad and spend some one-on-one -on -one time with them, and it was awesome. You know, they were three and five years old at the time, so just getting ready to go to school and preschool. Um, so it was, but it was a hectic six hours, you know, with kids that little and there's open water involved. I just spent the whole day chasing them, and by the time the sun started to set and it was time to head home, um, I was out of gas. My feet were really bothering me, and I think I was hungry too. Um, so, like, that's pretty much all of the HALT acronym that we use, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Um, I was pretty much all four letters. And so about a mile from my house, um, I decided to literally fill up my gas tank of my car. And while I was filling it up, they, the girls started whining that they wanted a drink from inside the gas station. And so I pulled out of the gas pump when I was done, and I parked in a regular parking spot. And that's when the trouble began. <laughs> My five-year-old, she threw open her car door, and it, it dinged the car beside us, which I think was a Nissan Sentra. And I looked and saw that the door had left a mark, and, um, you know, the old addict part of me was like, okay, let's close the door, let's get in the store, let's act like nothing happened. <laughs> Maybe nobody will notice. And that's not cool in retrospect, you know, that's just not how I'm trying to live my life. Um you know, I stopped trying to do, I don't want to be somebody that's good at cover-ups. You know, I just don't. I used to be, I don't want to be that guy anymore. What I didn't notice was that the driver was actually sitting in the car and he hopped out and he came at me. You know, he got right in my face. He was a smallish guy, maybe 50 years old, probably 15 years older than me. And it at first, I felt no physical intimidation, you know, because I just thought, oh, you know, as he was coming towards me, I was like, you know, I just have that instinctive thought, like, if I need to stuff this guy uh, back in his car, I can. But <laughs> probably not a great thought either. Uh, but this dude was pissed. I mean pissed. And he, he was like, look, look what your kid did to my car, you know. He wasn't yelling, but he wasn't talking in a regular voice either. It was pretty animated. And... You know, the serene part of me popped up, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. It was it was an accident, and I meant it. I meant it, and he just kept coming. He was like, she put a huge dent in my car. I love this car, and he pointed at the car and then the dent, and, you know, this is when things started to go quite a bit sideways because I looked at him, and my first thought was, uh, bro, it's a freaking Nissan Sentra. It's not a mint condition 67 Corvette, like, give me a break. But I apologized again. Sometimes my words are better than my than what I'm actually feeling. And uh, I said, I'm so sorry. She really didn't mean to, to hit your car. Um, she just got a little excited getting out of the car. 
And the guy was like, he was shaking his head. He was livid. And he got really close to my daughter's window. And I'll never forget her. She was like kind of hiding, but peeking her eyes up to see, um, you know, what was happening outside this car door. She really felt like kind of, um, I guess, ashamed that she had banged this guy's car door. And this dude, he just was like, she needs to learn not to be so reckless. She could really cause problems with that sort of behavior. And so now I'm just like, okay, my back is going up. I grew up, you know, not knowing how to navigate these situations other than fighting. And so I always fight. And uh, my fists started to ball up. And <laughs> I said, listen, man, I'm not sure what to tell you other than we're really sorry. I will take your information and I can pay for the damage. And he cut me off. He was like, you absolutely will pay for destroying my car door. And he was like waving his hands around near my daughter's window, and um, my serenity was gone. I was like destroying your car door, and that's when I don't know if you remember the song from Danzig in the late '80s, early '90s, "Mother." <laughs> but I I don't know why this came into my head. I've never said it before or since then. But I looked at the guy and I said, "If you yell at me or my daughter one more time, you are gonna find hell with me." And I started moving toward him. Um, I just was ready to fight. And he started backing up. And I must have looked. Sometimes you can see a look in somebody else's eyes that you're like, oh, I must look terrifying right now. Um, he, so he dialed it down. He moved a few steps away. and um, But I kept moving towards him. And he put his hands up like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't want this to escalate any further. I was really out of line. Like, I... You know, it's not cool to, to try to intimidate me or my kids, but I should have just let the guy blow off some steam. Probably would have de-escalated de on its own. The good news about sobriety is I have a much better radar for my own behaviors now. So I I caught myself relatively close to the moment and was able to course correct. And, you know, guess what? I need to not be in fistfights at all costs, especially when my kids are sitting there watching. And so it's not great that I came close that day, but I am proud that, that my temperature dropped a few degrees, a um, few degrees anyway, uh, pretty quickly. And so we exchanged information and he eventually drove off. I, I still, to this day, thought he'd made way too much of it. And I didn't love how shaken up my daughter was. I will always protect my kids. Um, but I was able to talk her through it. Um, I told her we got to be careful with car doors, but that no big deal. We're going to move on. I was going to take care of it. That the guy, yeah, was maybe being a little bit of a jerk, but let's, we're going to move on. And we did. Well, I don't know. The kids moved on. <laughs> the next week I connected with the guy and he had gotten three estimates for the ding in his car door. Um, and he told me one was for $600, one was for $1,000 and one was for $1,100. So six hundred, a thousand, and eleven hundred, and so I said, "Great, I'll uh, I'll mail you a check right away for six hundred dollars." And he quickly fired back, like he was like, "That's not acceptable. I believe you owe me the average of those three estimates." Which, uh, you know, my teeth were—I was gritting my teeth so hard I thought I was going to chip my teeth. Um, and I haggled with him a little bit, um, but then something came over me where I remembered I love this part of the, there's a movie called the Bronx, a Bronx tale from the, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, but this kid wants to be a gangster and he's like loaning other kids money. And, um, he's chasing this one kid around the neighborhood. This kid's trying to avoid him and he wants his money. And Chaz Palminteri pulls him aside and he says, Hey, uh, do you like that kid? And, um, 
you know, the wannabe gangster kid said, no, but he owes me money. And Chaz Palminteri says to him, hey, look at it this way. You got a kid you don't really like who is now out of your life forever for 20 bucks. And I always think about that sometimes, like when my pride is getting all wrapped up in something where I, I could just take a little bit of a loss and move forward in life and put it behind me. So I sent, sent the guy $900, and sure enough, I never heard from him again. Uh, it was over. I moved on with my life. No resentment whatsoever. That guy takes up no space in my head at all. All right, I'm totally full of shit. Um, I still think that guy <laughs> has an extremely punchable face. And like, what kind of dolt gets three estimates on a car dent on a freaking Nissan Sentra? And then I still don't quite understand the concept of averaging three estimates to get a dollar total. Um, if you're really intent on getting your car fixed, it's not, not like you can go to the $600 place and just give them $900, right? So then you're keeping 300 uh, my hard-earned dollars, and you probably can't go to the other two places and be like, I averaged the estimates, and so um, you need to drop your price to $900. <sighs> okay, deep breaths. I may need to think about doing some resentment work on this topic, huh, guys? <laughs> All right, thanks for letting me share.